Jesus Question of the Week from BU Today. How much money did U.S. insurers waste on ivermectin for COVID? Ivermectin is an antiparasitic drug, often prescribed to humans in small doses to treat things like tropical diseases or head lice. More commonly used to treat livestock, ivermectin is toxic to humans in large doses. As the Delta variant surged last summer, so did calls to poison control centers, as some Americans began purchasing and self-medicating with ivermectin intended for animals. CDC issuing an emergency alert to people who may be trying to self-treat or prevent COVID by using a medication that's intended for large animals. Despite lacking FDA approval, ivermectin prescriptions for COVID-19 have soared since late 2020, fueled by certain right-wing media that has continually promoted unproven coronavirus treatments while casting doubt on vaccines and masks. Ivermectin has received a recent boost from online misinformation, prompting warnings from the FDA and other health officials. The FDA tweeting last month, you are not a horse, you are not a cow. Serious, y'all. Stop it. In this episode, BU Today's senior writer Rich Barlow talks to Rena Conti, associate professor of markets, public policy and law at Questrom. In a new study, Conti and her colleagues at the University of Michigan found that in 2021, health insurers, including Medicare, may have paid more than $130 million for prescriptions of ivermectin to treat COVID-19. Thank you again, Professor Conti, for joining us. I will just start with the big, the big question. How much money did U.S. insurers waste last year prescribing ivermectin for COVID? Approximately $130 million. And when we say waste, that's because the clinical evidence is it has disproven ivermectin as an effective COVID treatment. What we know is that there are no studies that suggest ivermectin is effective at treating COVID-19. And again, just to clarify, because I know some people have been popping animal ivermectin for COVID, your study, obviously, since it focused on prescriptions and, and insurance payments, this is the human version of the medicine unproven as a COVID treatment, but the human version of the medicine. Correct. So U.S. pharmacies uh, dispense human formulated ivermectin to American consumers. And the study that our study looked at ivermectin for human treatment. Where did you find information on the amount spent on ivermectin for COVID? We used a insurance claim database that contains information on approximately 6 million Americans. And we had both information about the rationale for their treatment and also the prescriptions that they were dispensed and paid for. And to be clear, we're talking private insurers and Medicare uh, prescriptions that you, or reimbursements that you looked at? That's right. We looked at people who were commercially insured in the small group, large group and individual insurance market. And all of the data was publicly available and also is de-identified. So we can't see any of these people's names, where they live, uh, their insurance information. All we could see is 
Did they or did they not get a prescription dispensed of ivermectin? How much did they pay for that? How much did the insurer pay for it? And then what was the clinical rationale? Was it for COVID or for some other potential diagnosis? Do I understand correctly, if anything, your $130 million spending figure for ivermectin last year may be an underestimate as you didn't look at Medicaid, uh, which also covers or pays for reimburses for ivermectin. Right. So we didn't look at seniors who are insured by the federal government public program called Medicare. And we also didn't look at ivermectin prescriptions dispensed for COVID-19 and covered by state insurers through their own plans. We also know that people are getting prescriptions for ivermectin through vets and through some other intrepid means, and our study didn't count for that type of dispensing behavior and consumption either. Do you happen to know before the pandemic hit us how often ivermectin was prescribed? It's actually a very rarely used drug for some very um, selected indications. And one of the advantages of our study design is we can actually see ivermectin prescriptions pre-COVID, we accounted for that non-COVID use in our analysis. So basically what we're estimating are prescriptions for ivermectin that are for COVID specifically accounting for that other potential indicated use. Got it. Got it. We're talking about a drug that is not been found to be effective against COVID. Why would doctors prescribe and why would the insurers pay for a drug for COVID that has no proven clinical effectiveness? Right. So... This is really wasted spending. And really, the thing that we're most concerned about is that not only is ivermectin not indicated for the treatment of COVID-19, but there are actually FDA-approved and indicated treatments for COVID-19 that people are using instead of this type of treatment or instead of ivermectin. And so um, this suggests that there's some combination of patients demanding and physicians acquiescing to the use of ivermectin in a non-indicated setting. And really, again, this is waste, waste because uh, there are treatments available that do work both to prevent COVID-19 and also to mitigate the significant um, effects of COVID-19 when infected. Is it your speculation that basically doctors are, um, are they just knuckling into patient pressure? Are they figuring it's not that expensive? And if the patient wants it, I'll, I'll avoid a, a scrap with, uh, with them. What's, what's going on? So I would say uh, really what we think is happening here is it's some combination of patients demanding and physicians acquiescing to patient demand for the use of these products, even though they're unproven. The cost is really not what drives physicians nor patients 
to use one product over the other. What about the insurers? Why would they spend, fork over this money for an uh, an ineffective treatment? Um, Well, indeed, we know that there are many insurers who've actually restricted access to ivermectin for COVID use uh, in the past 18 months and have uh, gently guided physicians and their patients to use more indicated preventives and treatment, including vaccines, but other types of treatments as well. So I would say the good news of our study is that the spending is significant, but it's, uh, it, it could be much worse. We could be spending a lot more money on, on products that don't work in, in the middle of the pandemic. And if anything, our study suggests that maybe insurers might want to consider other types of uh, supply side tools or physician and patient education to really um, steer people towards using things that are are actually proven. There is something that can be done about this. It sounds like education, more education in, of insurers and patients is, is the way to fix this. Am I understanding you correctly? What I would say is that insurers are doing best with very imperfect information. And uh, can they do more? Absolutely. And what our paper really suggests is that insurers might want to consider additional provider education and patient education to support the use of indicated treatments and preventives for COVID-19, as opposed to wasting money on things that don't work. We don't want to suggest that doctors are doing something wrong or that insurers are doing something wrong. There's just imperfect information And there's a lot of misinformation about what is effective, both for preventing and treating patients with COVID. And just like patients can be subject to misinformation, so can physicians. Might some doctors or a doctor listening to this say, hey, we are permitted in our best professional judgment to write prescriptions for off-label use, that uh, ivermectin is prescribed for other conditions, but if we think it appropriate, we are legally allowed. They're not breaking the law, I want to make clear, in other words, by prescribing something for a condition or a uh, sickness for which it is not designed. Uh, it's This is called off-label use. Right. So I've written extensively about off-label use in many different settings, the drug is FDA approved for other indications for which it has been established to be both safe and effective. Ivermectin is not FDA approved or proven to be safe and effective for the treatment of COVID-19. The physicians can prescribe drugs for off-label uses. Usually in this setting, insurers or pharmacies might restrain access to products for which there is no supporting evidence, even if a physician and a patient choose to go ahead and prescribe, dispense, and consume a product. Thank you for agreeing to do this. It was a really interesting study, which is why the editor asked that it be made the topic of our podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks to Rena Conti for joining us on this episode of Question of the Week. This episode was edited by BU Today Executive Editor Doug Most, engineered by Andy Halleck, and produced by me, Dana Ferrante. Thanks for listening and see you in two weeks.